Hi friends, welcome to the St. Anne Parish Podcast, where we seek to bring people to Jesus, form disciples, and send them to transform the world. We hope you enjoy this episode. Our first reading today was from 1 Kings chapter 19, and I love this reading where Elijah goes up on the mountain and there's the wind, there's the fire, there's the earth quaking, and God is not in any of those things. He is in the tiny whispering voice. I love the story. I don't love how a lot of people use this scripture. They oftentimes proof text this scripture and use it to say something to the effect of God has a tiny whispering voice. That's why you can't understand him. That's why you can't hear him because he is tiny and whispering in some way like God is weak and is unable to communicate with us. No. I believe if we take the fuller context of this scripture verse, we will be able to see exactly what the Lord wants for us and the way in which there are some biblical principles to better be able to hear the word of God and enter into relationship with the God who created us, loves us, and sent his son to redeem us. So in 1 Kings 19, we read from about the middle of the chapter. At the beginning of the chapter, Elijah has been pretty busy. He has waged war against idolatry in Israel. Israel's heart has turned towards these other gods, Baal. And that's because the king and the queen have started to worship these foreign gods. And... All of a sudden, Elijah makes a really great argument and turns the Israelites' hearts back towards God. And so the queen, who is upset, who likes to worship Baal, says to Elijah, gets right in his face and says, I'm going to kill you. The queen, the most powerful woman in the country, looks at him and says, you're dead. And so what does Elijah do? He gets out of there. (laughs) He just goes. And as he is leaving, he is just so despondent. The plan that he thought he was going to have, the mighty victories he had won, he looks at them and he sees as if they are doing nothing. And so he just looks up at at God and says, I'm done. Take me now. I don't want to do it anymore. And perhaps you've felt this way um, before in your life. The plan that you had isn't going correctly. Perhaps all the good that you have done, you see it crumbling. Uh, If that is the case, Elijah and you are in the same place and God is speaking to you today. What God says to Elijah in this moment is this. He tells Elijah to go take a nap. He lays him down, Elijah sleeps, God wakes him up, he says, now get up and eat something. And then he tells Elijah again, sleep. And Elijah sleeps, and then God wakes him up and eats and says, eat something. You guys hear that? God's advice when you're going through something difficult is to make sure perhaps that you just need to maybe take a nap and eat a snack. And that's because God knows us. God knows us, he created us. He knows that we are flesh and blood and spirit, that we have a bodily component. 
I um, went to school to become a spiritual director, and one of the first things that you ask a spiritual directee if they say, oh, I just can't, I can't feel God, I am in desolation, woe is me. The first thing you ask them is like, are you sleeping regularly? Are you taking care of yourself? And if the answer is yes, then you take the next step, and God, God does that with Elijah. His first piece of advice is take a nap, eat a snack, and then he invites Elijah up on the mountain. And that's where we pick up today. And all of a sudden there is the wind, there's the fire, there is the earthquake, and we know that God is not in those things. And what he is speaking to us is God who knows us, who knows that we are flesh and blood, that we need to take care of this element, also knows that he is calling us to something more. He is inviting us not to just live in the flesh, but to live in the spirit and truth with him. He knows that we get distracted by the earthquakes, by the mighty rushing sounds of this world. And he says, no, I want something more for you. And that's why he speaks in the tiny whispering sound. When someone communicates to you with a whisper, what do you have to do? Can you stay far away? Now, when someone communicates to you with a whisper, you have to lean in. In the whispering voice, the Lord is inviting us into his personal space. When he whispers and speaks to us, he is inviting us to be so close to him that the heat of his breath may be upon us. It is an intimate and vulnerable means of communication to be whispered to, to be spoken to, because you have to be so close. And that is why God calls or allows us to call him father, because so indeed he is. We are his children, and he wants to hold us so close and to whisper to us that he loves us. And we see Jesus today that to be whispered to, to be spoken to in this intimacy, to have the same personal space of God the Father is essential for Jesus Christ. So much so that he takes a break from his ministry of saving the world to go up on a mountain by himself and to allow the word of the Father to sustain him. And if it is good for Jesus, how much more essential is it for you and for me to allow the word of God, that whisper, that place to take in his own personal space with the Father in our prayer to be part of our life. Every day, we need to have that time and moment of prayer. This week is particularly suited for that. This week, so many of our family here at St. Anne's, what are they doing? They're beginning school. Is anyone starting school this year or this week or last week? Wonderful. Um, and so now I'm going to give everybody homework so that we can all have in solidarity a little bit of school. I would like us to learn and to practice prayer. 
I would like every single person today to reread the gospel at home, but not just to read it, to pray with it, to allow the Lord's word to sustain us spiritually. And the method that I suggest as you pray with the scriptures is to use Ignatian meditation. Have you ever prayed with the scriptures using Ignatian meditation? Saint Ignatius of Loyola in the 16th century uh, suggested that the scriptures have real power. They don't just have power to give us data so that we can learn things about Jesus. They actually have the power to introduce us to Jesus, to encounter him, to form a relationship with him. And we know this to be true. If you are a reader of fiction, you've experienced this before. Have you ever read a fiction book and the main character almost becomes a friend? You feel like you know them? That when you finish the book, you're like, oh, I'm sad, I miss my friend. I read a book, uh, I don't know if you've ever read this book, The Martian by Andy Weir. Uh, it was made into a movie by Matt Damon. And I love uh, this book because all of a sudden, I feel like I know the astronaut Mark Watney. He was like my friend. And this book, not to, it's called The Martian, so I'm sure you can understand, he actually goes to Mars. And as they're explaining and describing Mars, I feel like I have been to Mars. I've never been to Mars. But that's the power of the written word. A normal author using the ordinary written word can introduce me to somebody who is not real and take me to a place that is impossible for me to go to. What Ignatius of Loyola says is imagine what the divine author can do with the divine word. The divine word, when it says, let there be light and there is light, his word creates. And so when we enter into the word of God, it doesn't just help us to imagine something, it actually makes present something that we encounter Jesus Christ. And so the way in which I want you to fulfill your homework of reading Matthew 14, Peter walks on water, is I want you to enter into this Ignatian contemplation. And it's a very imaginative style of prayer. When you read the scriptures, you're supposed to place yourself in the middle of it. You are supposed to be like Peter or one of the apostles. And so you imagine how everything would have felt with these spiritual senses. So for instance, and today, you would imagine being on the boat and the wind and the wave tossing around the ship that you were on. How would you have felt if you were there? And then not only are the wind and the waves tossing you around, but the scriptures say that it is the third or the fourth watch of the night. That means that you've been being tossed around fearfully on the waves for not just like 15 minutes. You've been doing this since evening all the way to three in the morning. So you're also scared and exhausted. And so we imagine what that would feel like. And then all of a sudden you see something that you don't quite understand and you are fearful and terrified all the more once again. And you recognize it's Jesus and then what would you feel in that moment? Imagine what Peter would have felt. And notice how you're feeling as you place yourself in the midst of this. And then the Lord invites you out to step on the water. What would the water have felt like? Like walking on a waterbed or something? I don't know. Like a... 
When it had been excitement or fearful, and we place ourselves in that, we notice our emotions, our feelings, our desires, and then we take those emotions, feelings, desires, and thoughts, and we tell the Lord about them. That's the content of our prayer. And then you notice the wind and the waves, those winds and the waves that made Peter sink. What are those in your life? And you tell the Lord about those. And you say, Lord, save me. And now all of a sudden, the Lord has invited us into a space and he is sustaining us and speaking to us in this very imaginative Ignatian contemplation. And so I would encourage you to enter into that. Do your homework. Allow the Lord to be your savior. And we allow the wind, the fire, the earthquakes, we just push those aside and we allow the Lord to invite us into his personal space so that he can speak to us intimately and vulnerably and specifically to the needs of our hearts so that he may sustain us as we continue to do as he calls us. Amen. The St. Anne vision is to bring people to Jesus, form disciples, and send them to transform the world. To learn more about St. Anne, go to stannparish.org. God bless.